0: This is Corey Willis with PVI, and you're listening to The Diesel Podcast. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. Hi, this is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Christian Roth of BD Diesel. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to The Diesel Podcast.
1: What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on The Diesel Podcast. I'm really excited about today's episode. We got tagged in an Instagram video recently, and this gentleman that's going to be on today, he designed a set of billet control arms. For Dodge Ram trucks, which is one of a kind out there, and they're a complete work of art. But we wanted to jump into the the backstory and the details with him, and ask him, you know, why did he venture into building these? What what are they fixing, or what are they providing that the market doesn't have right now? And some of the challenges of being a small business owner and being able to bring these to market, get them out there for sale, and just keep up with the demand. So we're really excited to be able to chat with him today. All right, let's get to the podcast with Dakota and learn more about these Dodge Billet Control Arms. Dakota, welcome to the Diesel Podcast, man. I'm excited to have you today. It was really interesting the other day. I was on Instagram and and uh, I think one of your fans tagged us in a, a video that you had, and I was sitting there watching your Instagram live video, and you had a lot of amazing things to say and a really cool product. And so I was I was like, hey, man, let's let's do a podcast. People need to hear about this. So I'm glad to have you on today.
0: Yeah, man, uh, I'm really excited to be on here to talk about it. Um, yeah, I mean, we've uh, I've really been noticing a lot lately. I just came out with this new product. The, I offered double adjustable billet control arms for Dodge trucks ranging from 94 all the way to 2013, and the product is about to drop within the next week or so, and I've gotten nothing but messages about, you know, Lower pricing for people and sponsorships, and it's just really blowing me away. Considering for my release, I'm doing a hundred dollars off of every set right out of the gate, sold in the first two weeks, and that was really what stemmed for me to shoot that video on my Instagram.
1: That's that's what really caught my attention. Is you know, regardless of whether it's diesel construction agriculture, technology, any sort of industry, any business owner, anyone that's involved with, you know, starting a company, making a product, designing something, they get hit with exactly what you were talking about. And I wanted to just go into more detail with you, have have you talked to us a bit more about, you know, you had mentioned in that video, you know, I've invested a lot of time and money and risk and how do I justify or how can it be justified that I'm just going to, you know, hack the prices or just give them away for free when, you know, you're doing this on your own. You've taken it upon yourself to create it and and make these products. And I just want to get more of your thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, man. uh, Like, like you were just saying, like this all has come from my pocket. I work full time. Every single extra dollar that I've had, and saved over the years or you know over just a short period of time like i've invested in this company and invested in this product and in my video i you know i talked about i only own two trucks that can use this product so realistically i'm making this product for the consumer because i am a consumer of a ton of different products from the companies and being the consumer i know how it feels when you spend top dollars for something that you really don't feel like is top quality, but what I've noticed in the, you know, industry is the market's really cornered, and you're kind of just forced to go with a lower quality for the price, and the thing about my product is, is I focus so much on raising the quality for the consumer, whether it be installation or, or material or anything like that that was my main focus. My main focus wasn't to get rich off of the product or cut corners to save money. And if you look at my product quality compared to anything on the market right now, the quality is, I mean, extremely better. And the price, if you look at all these different huge companies, we're literally priced like within $50 of each other. So when people were hitting me up for discounts on top of the discount I already came out with it, you know, it almost offended me because of how much I focused on quality for the consumer.
1: It's one of those things that I've, I've thought about this before with things like that. It's like, it, you know, if we removed ourselves from, you know, making a product and say we just, you know, we work a job, right. And. Our, our boss was to come to us and say, hey, you know what? Um, you're doing a good job, but this other person will do it for $8 less an hour. So I'm just going to swap you out with them because they'll do it cheaper. They do an okay job. We like You'd be offended. You'd be like, what? You know, it wouldn't fly. And it's the same sort of thing, I I believe, with products, especially with something that's unique that fills a gap that doesn't exist. And I know that there's a lot of Diesel shop owners and diesel companies I've chatted with over the years, where they feel the the same way that you do, and I was just watching. And I was like pumped up. I'm like, yeah. I mean, like he gets it. He understands, and and I think that's really cool. And I think it'll set, you know, you apart from so many other places because you value what you do.
0: Yeah, I mean, exactly. And you know, I don't want somebody to put my product on their truck if I wouldn't be satisfied putting it on my own truck, because you know, this all started, you know, I made the first set in my laundry room, not thinking anything of it. I said, man, I need some, you know, control arms for my truck. I dropped, I took the lift off, turned it into a street truck. And, you know, here I was again, finding myself as a consumer cornered on buying some generic control arm. So I said, you know what, screw it. I'm going to build a set for myself. Did that, went to a dyno event. People started seeing them and they're like, oh, I want them. Well, here I am like, not expecting to do anything involving these control arms. I normally focused on performance engine builds and I just kept finding consumers going, Oh, I want that. I want that. I want that. Because they don't see it very often. And then what do I do? I'm like, Oh, I need to step it up. Now I need to focus on, you know, really how I can outdo everybody else. I did that. And that took, I mean, hours of manual lays time standing there just turning metal down just to get something that was different and still high quality. And I had tons of people even then asking me, why are you, why are you using quarter wall DOM or why don't you just use thin wall this and, you know, oh, it's going to cost you way more money. And I'm like, dude, I want the best product on the line. And now here we are going full billet aluminum. I'm seeing this transition happen in the off-road scene whether it be billet trailing arms or billet upper A arms. And, like, that's the new era of suspension. And I wanted to, you know, really capture the market early in. And I've sacrificed everything, whether it's late night, losing sleep, draining my bank account, all of those things. Like, I just want the best thing that I could possibly offer someone with my name on it, you know, on all these different trucks in the industry.
1: That's what's really cool is to see that infusion of ingenuity and hard work into diesel. And it's, it's you know, kind of a larger thing as as we think of, you know, the gas world or off-road world. They're like leading the pack with things, and they've been around longer and everything like that. But to see what you're doing with these control arms for 2,500, 3,500 Ram trucks, people are going to want them. There's a lot of people I personally know that have gone, they've had lifted trucks and like, now I want a street truck. You know, I just got a built engine and compounds and all this other stuff. And I I don't want it, you know, six inches high. I want to lower it back down. And they want something that sets it apart. Because if if we think about the engine builds, right, is we want them to look, we want it built well, we want it to look well, we want the chargers to, you know, to pop, we want unique things to it, well, why would we settle on the control arms, you know, and it's just those little details and builds that, as the owner, like, you're proud of, and when people notice it, you want to tell a story of it, and I can see a lot of people being interested in what you're doing.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on, like, you know, everybody wants that wow factor on their engines, and, you know, at the end of the day, like, whether you're going to the drag strip, or you're pulling the sled, or you're just daily driving your truck on the streets. You know, a huge critical thing that people forget is, you know, in the drag racing world, horsepower doesn't win races. Traction does. So if you can't hook hook up, you're not going to win any races. And I feel like a big factor that is missed is these dudes are all launching in four-wheel drive, and they're so reliant on, you know, these generic control arms with no adjustments, So it is what it is. You know, they've just got the one eccentric washer on the lower arm and that's the only adjustment you've got. And also, you know, there's these 1,000 horsepower trucks that are launching hard, you know, right off the line and putting a lot of stress on those control arms holding that axle straight. And also, you know, a big factor in getting the front axle to hook up just as much as the rear is, you know, caster adjustment. And that'll also help you know, keeping the truck on the track so you're not, you know, your steering's not wandering all over the place. And by having a double adjustable upper and lower, that's really going to let these guys fine-tune exactly what they need for their truck setup. And I think that's going to help out huge by doing them the way I've designed them. And like I said, it could be, you know, pulling the sled or the streets or the strip. It doesn't really matter. And I'm really excited to, you know, let people show these things off. And whether it be a show truck, they're, I mean, they're show material for sure. And a lot of people were asking, like, oh, are you going to offer powder coating? Or are you going to offer this? And, like, I was going to offer powder coating and anodized and all this stuff. And then every person that asked me, they were like, right when they saw the, you know, the product off the lathe, they were like, oh, my God. How could anybody want to? touch these things like these things are freaking insane. So I'm really excited to see kind of what waves we can make in the industry for sure. Hopefully this goes a long ways. We've got a ton being produced right now. You know, a lot of big companies have kind of slowed down because of the, you know, the current economy right now and you know, here here I am, I'm ramping up trying to prepare for everybody to spend money and get back rolling and i'm really excited to be ready and prepared for these orders to come piling in and hopefully a lot of people you know get them and one other thing i noticed you know about these other products that are on the on the line right now i focus on the misalignment spacers you know the arms are built out of 6061 fillet aluminum and one thing I've noticed about buying Heims joints for control arms or anything like that, you know, they come pretty standard with a two inch width misalignment. And what I focused on is I spent a ton of my money and a ton of my focus on getting the correct misalignments for a Dodge axle and a Dodge frame because all these other companies, if you call them personally and you ask them, Hey, you know, what are you guys doing to make up for the difference on the bracket? the width they say oh we just have you stack two washers you can't see it it's no big deal and I thought that you know that blew me away when I was personally told that when I originally started this all so one thing my kits offer is I paid and had the correct misalignments made to go right up in the dodge brackets and like I said they go for I have kits for 2013 all the way down to 1994 and, you know, between years, the misalignments change. And I think that's going to be a huge factor in these kits and the quality of them. And people are going to really notice that. Wow. You know, I open the box and my arms are going to come preset. So you're not confused on whether, you know, where to even start on adjusting these things, because a lot of these companies that sell double adjustable arms, You open your box, you get a pile of Heims joints, a pile of misalignments, and, you know, four arms. And then you go, oh, my God, what am I supposed to do with this? Where am I supposed to start? So what I did is I made a jig, and now all of my arms, they come preset, so the consumer just opens the box and can throw it right on the truck and then fine-tune them for whatever their setup is. But I think that's also going to be a huge factor in this product
1: yeah the installation you know whether you know it's a consumer or shops are getting these from you and and doing them for customers is is such a huge deal you know and we can think about products in any type of industry we buy them and it's like it can be a, you know a really cool product but if it's if it's not, if the install is a pain, it, it kind of, it's like, oh man, you know, do, do I really want to buy these or, you know, how's the install go? Like that's a ton of the questions that you see on reviews or, or, or people asking things on if Facebook groups or on Instagram is, you know, well, how'd the install go? How, how is it? What about this? What about that? And I think that the easier that that is, you know, the, the better overall experience the consumer has. Yeah. I
0: couldn't agree more. And as, you know, being a mechanic myself, One thing that drives me nuts is when you're trying to do a job and it's fighting you the whole time. And that's the last thing I want my consumer to do is deal with a struggle when they put my kits on. And, you know, also one thing I've noticed about the misalignments again is most of these misalignments that come with these time joints, they're not metric. Well, these trucks are metric. So people are having to, you know, put a a 14-millimeter bolt in a 9 hole for a misalignment. Well, that's not that's not the proper way to do it, you know. So, you know, the option you have is, okay, I need to drill out my existing frame bracket to 9-16 so I don't have that slop in the Himes joint because over time, you know, yeah, sure, it'll work in the beginning. You won't notice it, but as that thing starts to wear and loosen up a little bit, you're going to notice – tremendously that slop because of the improper bolt size and the improper misalignment. So we will be the only company that's offering the, the correct width. Aside from that, it's going to be the right size hole. So you're not going to have to go struggling, you know, drilling holes in your frame. And then you're really stuck with this kit. Then you're, you have no choice after that. You know, these kits, you could sell your truck and take them off, put your stock ones right back in their place and keep them for your next truck. Instead of you know being stuck with leaving a nine hundred dollar product on your truck and just giving it away if you were to sell the truck,
1: that's cool. That that's a that's another really good uh, another really good selling point. And I know that you know we're we're chatting about the, you know this product and there is a demand for it. You know, I I can see it and I'm not I'm definitely not the most knowledgeable suspension you know person at all but it's like when I saw the video and I saw the product, I'm like, I would put that on my truck. I may not even need it, but I want it on there, you know? And like, so for people that are, they're they're listening, they're interested in it, what are some ways that people can see what you're doing, see the updates, see when things are available, and just, you know, be able to contact you if, if, you know, they got questions or you wanna know if it works on their application?
0: Yes, yeah, so um, a big way that people have been communicating with me is through my social media platforms. Um, like I said, I have a company Instagram. It's under full hook performance. You can reach me there. There's gonna be a link for our website where you can purchase the arms. If you have any questions, my phone numbers in the in the bio on that Instagram and also on our website. Um, my personal Instagram has a lot more traffic on it. You know that's where my live videos are. That's where you see a lot of the other builds that I'm involved with. Um, that is that underscore blue underscore twenty four V, and you know you can reach me there as well. You can my my contact number is in that bio as well with the website for Full Hook Performance. So we'll be having a pre-sale, like I said, of a hundred dollars off every two or every set sold in the two weeks when they release. Like I said, it should release um, next week is when I'll be dropping the the sale. But until then, you can communicate with me. I'll give you a call personally and explain, you know, the installation, explain the product, explain every question that you have, I'll answer it right there and make you feel comfortable before you, you know, decide on buying the product. And I think that's huge as well, just the personal contact with the consumer. I feel like a lot of these companies, you never really – and reach out to them and talk to, you know, someone that really knows about the product. I feel like it's just, you know, normally a, a paid employee that's paid to do a job, and that's really it. It's not their passion, but they're just there to make a paycheck. Like, this is, this is my life. So, you know, I don't mind at all talking on the phone for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, you know, and that's just part of the sacrifices is answering phone calls. You know, I have tons of phone calls that pile in and I take 90% of them, even if I'm in the middle of, you know, building an engine or in the middle of anything, it doesn't matter. I'll step out and I'll, you know, communicate with my customers, no matter what time of day it is.
1: That's one of the cool things that, uh, you know, over the years of of talking with business owners and asking them, you know, how'd you start or when did you start? And. You know, it goes back some of them to like the late '90s, early 2000s, mid 2000s, and one of the things they've told me that they loved and that they miss because you know their companies have grown, and I'm sure you're going to grow and and you know get employees and more machines and ship more product, is they go, "I miss talking on the phone with customers." i miss when they come in the shop or the showroom and being able to engage with them and that's where you get the most helpful information like that's your biggest critic is your is your potential customer or your customer and when you can hear their feedback or what they're thinking of or the questions they have it gives you such valuable information to be able to you know either you know offer more options for your product you know add things to the instructions add things to the website all those sorts of things and it, it just it helps so much
0: yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, that's the best feeling for me. And, you you know, you hear people talk about, you know, these other companies. And, you know, I'm sponsored by AirDog. And I've, I've gotten into, you know, conversations with people on my personal social media about, you know, the product. And I tell them, I'm like, look, they have the best customer service. I mean, hands down. I I've chatted up with them on the phone for 45 minutes. And it's not always just about their product, it's about, you know, anything. And and that's huge for me, and that makes me feel like family. And you see all my social media, like, I tell people, I'm like, man, they make me feel like I'm their family. I could go hang out with them, and that's what I want for my own company. You know, I want these people to feel comfortable coming to me with, you know, questions or, you know, things I could possibly change to make the product better and, and not get offended by that. You know, that just helped me out instead of, laying it all on me and not knowing, you know, what I could do to make it better unless these people come out and just tell me. And I think that's big.
1: Exactly. exactly. I, I think, you know, just from, you know, the product and our conversations and, and being able, you know, following you know, your page and seeing what you do, I know you're going to be successful. I know this product definitely fills a need that's out there in the market. And we appreciate you taking your time today to chat with us and, also we look forward to seeing you grow, seeing your business grow, seeing where you take it, seeing, you know, these control arms on trucks and, you know, catching up with you in the future and saying, Hey Dakota, remember that first episode we did? Well, let's, let's catch up, you know, from, from the first episode to now, let us know what you're working on. So it was really great to chat with you today, learn more. And, and like I said, we look forward to seeing, seeing you grow this and get more of those, uh, control arms out there in the Ram truck owners, you know, hands.
0: Yeah, definitely, man. This is a huge opportunity for me, and, you know, I had a lot of fun talking about the product, chatting with you, and I look forward to, like you said, the future. I think it'll be really cool to, you know, get back on the podcast and tell everybody where we've, you know, grown into, you know, whether it be six months from now or a year from now, whatever, you know, I think it'll be really exciting to tell people, you know, about the journey leading up to where we're going to be in the future.
1: Don't forget, Diesel fans, if there's any products or people or personalities or builds that you want us to have on the podcast, make sure and tag us on social media. You can find us at, at the Diesel Podcast on Instagram, tag us on Facebook, or you can send us an email to info at the dieselpodcast.com. Let us know what you'd like to hear, if there's any specific questions or things you'd like us to go over with a guest, and we'll make sure and get them on. Till next time, keep the shiny side up.